Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hey, this is Blaze. Welcome back to Full Spectrum Feeling. So last week we were talking about our bodies and how they adjust and how I was like super delighted that my feet were able to change like the actual shape of them just based on me walking differently and not wearing shoes versus wearing shoes. And I thought that was incredible. So this week I want to talk about our mind body coordination and just the incredible ability we have to train ourselves to coordinate what we're thinking, where we are in space, what our muscles are doing and learn a new skill. And just how miraculous that is. I have been working with my daughter, trying to help her learn how to swim recently. And it occurred to me that it's such a complicated thing to learn to do. And yet most of us, I think once we know how to do it, just like when we learn to ride a bike or any other skill, it then becomes difficult to describe to someone what to do because there's so many moving parts. So I got in the water with my daughter and she's been working with my mom and my dad and practicing in their little infinity pool to learn how to swim. And over the last year or so, you know, she's gotten better. She doesn't need the swimmies so much anymore because she can actually put her feet on the bottom and she knows how to stand up and she can kind of doggy paddle a little bit, but mostly just prance from place to place in there. It's not very deep. Someone's always watching her and she's got pool noodles and stuff. So she's describing to me that she totally knows how to swim. And I said, you know what? I'm going to come in. I'll believe it when you show me. And she goes to show me and she's mostly just, um, prancing is what I'd like to say. Like she kind of tightens into a ball and her hands start going like crazy. And she's trying to doggy paddle, but she's just dancing her feet underneath. And after two kicks, she's touching the bottom with her toes again. And she's like, look, I totally did it. And I said, well, if your feet are touching the bottom, then you're not actually swimming. Oh, I'll try again. And she, you know, kept doing the same thing, really tense. And I said, okay, I'm going to have to describe this to you. How are we going to do this and break it down into small pieces to see how we can get better at it? So I said, well, what if you practice the kicking your butt out and letting your butt float so that you can kick while you're doing your paddling? And that wasn't really working because she would launch herself up out of the water, which then of course would have the opposite effect. And she'd dunk down, get water above her mouth. She'd freak out and do the same thing again, prance. And I was like, okay, that's, that's not working. How about if I hold the front of you and you kick your butt out and you like kick your legs and maybe splash. I want to hear splashing so you can tell that your butt's actually up there. Cause she'd think that she'd swing her legs out, but they were still underneath her. Okay. Okay. That's fine. But as soon as I'd say, okay, try to do that with your arms, the tenseness would happen. So I'd be like, oh, shoot, okay, there's a lot going on here. I said, well, if you're getting tense, you're getting heavy. When you're launching up, you're adding more weight, like you're going to go up and then you're going to come down. I said, you're going to have to be comfortable that the water will come up above your mouth. Like, what if you could rest your chin in the water and just let the water be up there, not in your nose, but like, you're going to look up 
Like you're looking up to the ceiling and then lean forward until your mouth is in the water. She's like, okay. So she practiced that. I said, great. Now, what if your arms could be out like Superman? Okay, great. And then what if you, instead of trying to like cup tight little T-Rex arms, you had them stretched out and like, if you could really gently relaxed, try to paddle and she would try to do it, but then would get nervous and the tenseness would come back and she'd turn into like a little heavy ball and sink again. I said, oh my goodness, here we go. So how do we learn to coordinate all these different things going on? So I, I did start saying, okay, well, let's take a pool noodle and I will hold on to it with you and I'll support it. And I want you to do what you're doing, but practice having your arms way out in front of you and then kind of kick your legs and I'll see, like, I'll just gently guide you where you're going. That worked out well. And if I'm taking care of the front and you're worried about kicking your legs out back and extending them, how can we do that? And it occurred to me that so much of swimming anyway has to do with trusting yourself that you can relax, that it's actually safer to relax than to tense up. And how do you even convey that when there's the very real fear that like, if I just stretch out and relax, like I could just be going under, oh my God, not be able to breathe. It felt really complicated. And I, I'm really appreciative that there's people that teach how to swim because I bet you, you know, that's a skill in itself, teaching people how to swim, particularly as they get older and they have a lot more fear and a lot more experience about what it means to move around and get around and how they think they're going to do it. So it's pretty neat going through that experience with her. And I have ideas of how we can continue to build upon this as we get her to a point where I, I just want her to be able to not have to touch the bottom to be able to relax. And I uncovered a fear of hers that she really didn't want water to go in her ears. That was the scariest thing. So she didn't want to practice floating on her back because then water would flow in. And I don't know if she thinks it's just like going to go in and touch her brain or what she thinks is going to happen, but she's deeply concerned about it. And that's a problem. Like I've got to figure out how to help her get through that, maybe get her earplugs or something so that she can learn how to relax backwards and understand how to float. Because I think it's easier probably to learn to float on your back than to float forward with your head up and trying to support that. Um, I want to teach her how to, you know, tread water doing the least amount of work possible because so much about being safe in the water, I think is not tiring yourself out. Like you got to have some lasting power and not panic. <laughs> so we are not yet in the free and clear to go swimming phase, but we'll, we'll get there. And, uh, you know, we're starting to make friends that have pools and maybe we'll go places where she can actually practice for real and see what it's about and get her her swimmies and see how she floats in real water, not in the tiny, very contained small tub, but in a pool where you could go somewhere. So I don't know. I thought a lot about what it takes to train your body and how many moving things we have. And it's a miracle how quickly we actually do learn these skills. Cause I actually saw her progress quite a bit. And we were really only f focusing or concentrating on this for maybe 15, 20 minutes. It wasn't a very long time. And I could see very definite improvements where she was learning to trust and like elongate more and remember to put the arms out and remember to kick the legs out. Like there's just so many things just as with riding a bike, you know, you get on and there's like figuring out your balance. And then what are you doing with your arms and where are you looking? And 
when you're learning to drive, where is your focus? Where are your hands? What are the different things that you're looking at? It's really quite remarkable. And I like how, you know, whenever we have a desire to learn something new, to do something, we just have that motivation flowing through us like fire saying, I want to learn this. It's worth learning. I don't care that there's 20 million things to coordinate. Damn it. I'm going to get better at it. And it's really, really cool to see. It's awesome to just be encouraging that in someone else. And it makes me want to encourage it in myself. And it makes me wonder, gosh, what is it that drives me to learn this new skill, to hold so many thoughts in my head? And when I'm learning a new skill, honestly, even language, like you do hold it in your body. There's different shapes that you make with your mouth and different sounds. There's different things to remember, different expressions, different um, expressions that we look for in someone else to understand it, to see. It just um, makes me really, oh, I don't even know what kind of word I have for this feeling. Wondrous. Like there's a bit of wonder and amazement at it, but it's also really calm. Like, of course, So it's not shock. I'm not shocked and utterly amazed, but I am appreciative. There's definitely like an element of pride, I guess, in watching someone that I care about learning a new skill and practicing it. And it's really energizing to me too. It's fairly motivating to be like, oh yeah, I want to have that in me. Lately, my desire has been to figure out um, when I can go to one of those trees in the park kind of thing where you can zip line and climb a lot. I feel like climbing isn't something that I've done very much, but I, there's something really wonderful about the, oh, the exhilaration of trying to climb something, afraid that you're going to fall. I feel very good when I'm like hooked into something, so I can't actually hurt myself. So like there's this willingness to push and the ache in your muscles as you're climbing up something, the mental gymnastics that I do trying to figure out like, where am I supposed to put my hand or my foot? How will I do it? There's something that really just makes you become very present. And I guess that's part of learning a new skill too, is like you really, the world narrows down into just that one experience and you're trying to figure out what is the sensation that you're supposed to be feeling? How are you supposed to be doing it? And it's like, as you gain depth in a skill, you get more nuance. You're able to realize that you're doing more than one thing. You're actually doing 15 things and there's a subtlety happening over here that isn't happening on this other side. Um, It's why when someone's really good at something, we all innately notice that and respect it. Like, wow, like someone who's really good at skiing, for example, like you watch them maneuver and you're like, holy crap, I couldn't do that. Because you recognize just how much information that person's mind and body are interpreting in a single second. And they're adjusting and changing their response based on all of that in real time, like really fast. And we're not able to do that. So it's recognizing like there's computational power. If we were computers, you know, like we'd just be running crazy amounts of information in order to just do anything. And it's really freaking amazeballs. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So there's lots of skills that I want to deepen. I mean, I've been working on language for a while. I actually have paintings 
jostling around in my mind, things that I want to explore again and reacquaint myself with and, you know, get to know the squish of paint and my paintbrushes again and just what it is, putting it down on paper, on a canvas and see as different colors come to life in different layers. There's something soothing about that. And it is one of those moments where for me, time kind of falls away and I'm just in the experience doing the thing not really thinking about anything other than what's in front of me, what I'm trying to create. It like becomes its own communication. And I guess maybe I'm hungry for that, for a time where the brain turns off about all of the things that it could possibly be thinking about. And Lord knows there's plenty going on in the world today to think about, but something that's immediate that's happening right now in front of me, something that I have control over, Honestly, I think that's why they say learning a new skill, using your hands in particular, something physical is such a healing modality and it really helps combat stress. And I think that's why it's that quality of really becoming present, of really focusing and having feedback in the moment, something happening that you have to be paying attention to or that you can pay attention to and zone out and zone in really. It's not even zoning out. I think it's zoning in. Um, it's really beautiful, and I've been missing that. Ah, huh, I wonder what I'll paint. If you guys have good ideas, send them my way. I'm actually feeling more inspired. I want to be more creative in that regard lately. It's been a while. Maybe break out the pencils, maybe break out the paints, but um, maybe something big, maybe something small, maybe all of the above. And also probably running around like a crazy person outside once it gets cool enough to do that. That also sounds fun. <laughs> I hope you all are having an excellent week. May you enjoy something that challenges you, that uh, teaches you a new skill, expands your body, expands your mind, and gives you really cool feedback in the moment. And may you find that really um, calming and take away some of the stress of just existence these days. That sounds great and a good wish for everyone. I love you all. And I'll see you next week. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com, where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.